On today's Court Vision, I have on a very special guest, Brian Adams. He is the Director of Player Development for Driven Elite. Great interview with Brian. We talk about his basketball career from playing at playing high school at the Piney Woods Country Life High School and winning three state titles, being an All-American ranked in the top 20, his decision to play at Alcorn State, and the time he played against Jordan, and many other great stories. Amazing interview with Brian. Uh, it was a lot of fun talking to him. I highly suggest you guys look up his YouTube video of Legends of the Sip, and as well to check out his documentary coming out in 2020 that, has, that I will be promoting soon. Um, just a lot of fun talking with Brian and his stories and listen to him talk about all the stories he could share and guys he's played against. And it was a trip for me down memory lane of NBA players that I like all remember. And just to hear the amazing stories that he shared about his high school career and how what he did in his high school career and the hard work he put in to become the player that he is today. Just an amazing, amazing interview. Um, and for all the kids that he works with, are, I'm sure they're very lucky to work with a man like Brian. Um, just a true professional at heart. But here is Brian's interview. Great interview with Brian. Here's Brian. On today's court version... I welcome on Brian Adams. He's from McCollum, Mississippi. He's a former high school All-American at the Piney Country Life High School, uh, Life School, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Alcorn State, professional European basketball player, and now director of basketball player development for Driven Elite in Fort Worth and Dallas, Texas. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thank you for uh, having me on uh, your show. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on my show, and I'm glad that we're able to connect. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear your story about basketball and how basketball has brought you to where you are today and where your career has gone. gone. Um, I appreciate it, man. I I think I, you know, like a lot of other guys um, in the United States, uh, I grew up playing this game. You know, we all have a special and uh, unique bond, a special, uh, unique story that, you know, we, we're here to share and we can share with uh, other people and kids and things of that nature. Yeah, I, I think it's been pretty cool so far, you know, from everyone has had a different story of like a road to where how they got to become pros or um, even though or just being college basketball players and how they got there. And it's been cool to hear everyone. It's you know, it's not what everyone thinks about it. And it's cool. It's great for the kids. And I'm excited to hear yours because you definitely have seen a lot and been through a lot. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, just growing up playing this game and, you know, where, where I'm from in Mississippi, you know, a small town and, you know, you got to really uh, work hard and fight your way up and, you know, reach the goals that you set out um, because, you know, it's tough. You know, um, you got to put in a lot of work. And I tell people all the time, you know, hey, when you're not working as a kid in New Orleans or Chicago or New York, or, you know, Miami somewhere, you know, um, uh, it's already up you know, an hour or two before you uh, working out and working on their craft. That's exactly right. And I think it's important for kids to know that. I don't think they – I think some kids think it's just the talent that's just going to happen overnight instead of putting in the hard work. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, talent can get you there, but the hard work is going is gonna to allow you to stay um, at a high level, period. It's very, that's very true. That's very true. So, you know, Brian – 
do you know to start early in your career like at what age did you know that basketball was a sport for you man around when i was six years old um i fell in love with the game my uncle was a great basketball player my cousin uh he was also a, a really good basketball player um i watched him and then you know i just fell in love with with basketball and it's just something I wanted to do every single day was just, you know, pick up the basketball and just, you know, uh, just have love for the game and just want to be something, you know, uh, special. But the thing was, no one around me, you know, even though my uncle was great, my cousin was really good, um, they didn't play on the next level as far as college. And no one around me had ever done it. So, you know, I just had to have that vision. And, uh, and, you know, just try to see, man, how can I keep uh, working on my game and reach reach a level that hasn't been reached before, you know, especially from my family members. Yeah, and, like, how many hours did you really put in, you know, as you were growing up to, you know, reach the level that you were at, at a high school level, which we'll get into soon. But, like, you know, how many hours did you know as a kid that you had to put in to reach the, your goal? Well, I knew – uh, I had a problem as as far as like being in love with the game when I start getting up early in the morning on my own and shoot baskets before I went to school and my clothes and things of that nature would be dirty before I even went to uh went to class and then when I get out of school, you know, the one thing about it, you know, I, I love basketball more than anything. So <laughs> even though I en- I ended up being a great student and <clears throat> uh, obtaining my college degree when I got off the school bus, I would throw my books down and, get, and pick the basketball up and, and start shooting on my my hoop outside in front of our yard because I had a I had a bicycle rim on a tree with no backboard, no nets, and wow. you know um, it, it's, it's very different from these kids nowadays. They had everything, but <laughs> you know I had I just, that's all I had. I had that and and um, the will and a dream, and you know that's that's it. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing too. That's, that means you really do. That's, that's when you know you've fallen in love with the game and, you know, and basketball is always going to be your first love no matter what sometimes. When did you first dunk at a game? Man, I'm going to tell you, you might not believe this. A lot of people might not believe this. It was, it was sweet when I did it. Then I'm going to tell you why it was bittersweet when I got home. So first game of the season, I was um, before I transferred to um, the Piney Woods Country Life School. I attended North Pike uh, Middle School, and uh, I was a six-two eighth grader. And uh, we were going through the warm-up lines, and and I'm going up, and I'm like, man, I might be able to dunk, you know. So I had never dunked in a game, or even attempted to dunk in a game. And um, we was playing a school called Lawrence County, which is where um, Eric Dampier went to high school. They played a long time in the NBA. Um, actually, you know, he's a little bit older than I, I, uh, than I am, so he wasn't playing. But So the first play of the game uh, was November, I think, 7th maybe, 1992, 91, 92, something like that. So I get a steal uh, and go down and dunk with two hands. I never dunked before in my life. And, you know, like I said, this <laughs> – this was in the eighth grade, man, and the gym went crazy. 
you know, the gym went crazy, man. And that was just an amazing feeling. And then the sad part about it is when I get home, my aunt meets me at the door uh, screaming, oh, you know, Magic Johnson had just retired. And that was my favorite play. I was like, oh, no. So I was, <laughs> man, I was like, I was happy one minute. And then I get home, I was like, oh, my favorite player retired. You know, so, but yeah, man, that was the first time I ever dunked in a, in a game, you know, with two hands, man. It was it was bananas. First play of the game, first game of the season. That's that's crazy. That's that's got to be yeah. an awesome thing when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> My friends still talk about it to this day. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's such a memorable thing too. Unfortunately, it's also a memorable day as well as Magic Johnson retiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was hurt, man. Yeah, I, that's that's it's bittersweet, like you had said. Um, did the Piney the Piney Country Life School recruit you out of middle school? Well, um, it was the Piney Woods Country Life School. Well, this is the thing. Like I was saying, I was so infatuated with basketball. Um, my my grades began to slip a little bit um, at that school. So, you know, I, I had to learn how to put basketball and academics together. So um, Piney Woods is known for academics. There's been a lot of doctors, lawyers, and a lot of very well-known professional people who come out of that school. So, you know, my, my mom and dad decided that um, I should go, you know, to that school and just get focused on uh, my books and basketball. And the thing about it is, you know, that school, I lived on a campus in high school. Like, I lived in a dorm in high school. So I was already prepared for college um, after high school. Um, uh, Piney Woods is like the, the Oak Hill of the South. You know, at that time, yeah. So you know, we lived on we lived on campus, man. So I was used to that college atmosphere, you know, at a young age. Yeah, that that's that's interesting. So being at that school and and like you had that like that atmosphere of being at like the Oak Hill, like the South of like of the time. It's that's kind of cool that you're living on campus and you're you're already preparing yourself for college. You know, but right. when you when you play. At the school, like, how many other, like, All-Americans are on that team? Well, this is the thing. Like, a lot of us that go to that school, we're there for a reason. It could be your parents may be well off with money. Your parents may not have a lot of money. You may be an uh, academic uh, liability at risk student. You may come from a gang environment and things of that nature. So we all come from what was unique about it was, we were allowed to play public school basketball in the state of Mississippi with a roster full of kids that really wasn't even from Mississippi. So a lot of us just showed up to that school, you know, on our own. But, um, man, just to have a roster full of kids from Georgia, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, three or four players from the Washington, D.C. area, uh, area, man, it was just, you know, it was, it was a u- unique situation. And, uh, I played with two other uh, high school All-Americans, uh, uh, Tory Harris, who played at the University of Tennessee, and uh, Olatuna Martin, who played at uh, Florida A&M uh, University, uh, and Raheem Lockhart, who's a Hall of Famer at Ole Miss. Wow. So, you know, those are just some of my <laughs> some of my teammates that I had a chance to play with. Wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's that's a that's a that's a stacked lineup. It sounds like to me. Yeah, that's a stacked that's a stacked lineup. <laughs> it's a stacked lineup, man. Stacked lineup for sure. So when you guys start playing in high school, you know, what was it like for you guys not to win one, not two, but three state champions? Man, that was that was a special time because the era that I played in, and you know, people talk about eras a lot. Man, it was hard. You know, we one state championship, and um, a funny story. My freshman year, I went to the, I played in the final four of the Mississippi State uh, um, championships every year. So my my freshman year, you know, I'm just a freshman. I'm happy to be on the team. I was coming off the bench. I averaged 14 points and nine rebounds a game as a freshman uh, off the bench, and. Um, and we lose in the first round, well, not the first, well, like the, yeah, the first, second round in the, uh, at the, uh, what they call the Mississippi Coliseum. And I, I just remember, man, it went from, I was just happy to be there to, man, this is one of the worst feelings in the world because uh, at that time as a ninth grader, I didn't have that, that, um, that Kobe mentality to say, man, I'm in the ninth grade. I'm about to just take over this game. You know, I, I was sit back waiting on somebody else to do it. And, um, you know, we ended up losing. And uh, I remember vividly after the game, you know, I walked up to my high school coach, a lot of emotions flying around, uh, guys crying and, you know, careers are ending that day. I told my coach, I said, man, we will never lose in this gym again. I told him that at 15 years old. And it, it just – it proved to be true, you know, that, because that feeling, that, that hurt, man. Like, that really, really hurt uh, to just lo- get to that stage and lose because who knows if you ever make it back. That, that's true. and that, That's absolutely crazy to, to say that at the age of 15 to your coach, you know, after just losing a game, just have, having that feeling that you're never going to lose again and you obviously never lost again after that. You, you lived <laughs> up to your promise. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. it was it just like right after that moment it happened? Did you just get right into the gym and start working? It was on it was on the way to the locker room. Um, it was on the way to the locker room. Coaches, you know, was let guys you know get uh, settled and get undressed and uh, you know changed back into the regular clothes. And I was able to have that moment. You know, it was just me and my coach. Yeah. Uh, standing alone, I said, Coach, uh, his name was John Neal. I said, Coach Neal, man, we will never lose in this gym again. And, you know, I, he looked at me like, you know, it was one of those, oh, boy, be quiet, you know. And I get it. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a little, you know, 15-year-old freshman. But I just felt like it, I knew walking off that court, man, that, that feeling was awful. You know, it was awful, yeah. So, my first state playoff game, I had 15 points uh, off the bench, but, you know, it wasn't enough and uh, to, you know, lead my team to victory, you know. So, going forward, like, do you remember what how many you had your sophomore, like, when you came back that state, that first state championship, like, that first, like, playoff game? Yeah. Uh, the first state championship, I had 10 points. The second, I had 26. Seven, and the last one I had twenty three. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So my junior year, 
for the final four, I averaged twenty nine point five points and uh, fifteen, no, sixteen point five rebounds a game. Uh, the semifinals, I had thirty two points and twenty rebounds. Jeez, that's absolutely that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, so, <laughs> so you were just a beast out there. You were a man amongst boys. Well, I had got to that point in my mind where. Man, when I when I finish my high school career, I want to be remembered as somebody that was a winner, that won multiple ch- state championships, and I wanted to cement my legacy as one of the greatest high school basketball players ever to come out of the state of Mississippi. Yeah, and that's that's an amazing feat to have, and I'm sure you definitely accomplished that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know um, – I don't know where I rank at, you know, as far as the all-time greats, but I feel I'm up there somewhere. Oh, yeah, definitely. It sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and after you won that last state championship, did your coach say you weren't wrong? Well, this is this is the thing. He left um, before uh, we got the third one because uh, he had got a job at the University of Southern Mississippi. Oh, so he was coaching. He was coaching there, but the assistant coach, uh, rest in peace, Michael uh, 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 Crowder, he uh, took over the job. You know, he had been there all four years, so he won three state championships as well. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so special, special history, man. And we were the first two A team to ever finish uh, number one in the state of Mississippi. And the thing is, we really shouldn't have been a 2A school. We was only 2A because of the number of people that attended the, uh, the school, and that's it. Wow. So did you play, like, any 1A schools or just just 2A? No, 2A and 5A. You know, a lot of a lot of teams were uh, didn't want to play us because they knew that, uh, you know, we had kids from all over the country, and, um, you know, a, a 2A school come in and beat 5A schools by 15, 20 points. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a good look, you know. <laughs> they were afraid of you, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, we, we scrimmaged. I'm not going to say the school's name, but we scrimmaged a NAIA school in in Mississippi. And uh, I think it was going to my – it was like going into my junior year. Yeah, we beat a NAIA school wow. in a scrimmage. That's crazy. Yeah. Those are college kids that you guys beat. Yeah. Right. We beat we be the we, we be the uh, college uh, college team. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. So and then so as you like mentioned your numbers of everything that you averaged, like so when what was the feeling like knowing that you were ranked number eighteen and amongst high school players across the nation? Well, my junior year is when, you know, between my freshman and sophomore year, I was getting, uh, you know, a few hits here and there. And uh, it was mid-major schools. Um, to me, once you get to college, man, school is school. You know, it don't matter what division it is, man. You just got to be able to find your niche and do what you have to do while you're there. But when I came back from ABCD, uh, summer 95, um, well, before that, you know, my junior year, that's when my recruiting skyrocketed, you know. Um, you know, I was ranked as high as I think some publication maybe had me in the 
top ten range, and you know, I come back from ABCD, and you know, I used to read all the um, college preseason magazines, and I opened up Lindy's magazine, and I'm looking at the top 100 players in the country. And there it is, number 18 from a little old small town. I was like, wow, man, you know, couldn't believe it. You know, hard work pays off. You know, I'm really not a big guy on rankings and stuff like that, but I know that I was one of the best players in the country in that class for sure. That has to be uh, a crazy, crazy, crazy feeling because weren't you in the same class as Kobe Bryant and Jermaine O'Neal? Yeah. Um, that summer at ABCD, um, I wanted the crazy thing was I wanted to go to Nike camp because, uh, but we were Adidas, uh, we wore Adidas, and I got the invitation from Nike. I went to my high school coach who hadn't left yet. I said, Coach, man, I'm going to Nike. He said, No, you're not. You're going to Adidas. <laughs> I was sick. I, I, I was crushed. I was like, No way. Are you serious? So, uh, he was like, yeah, man, you're not, we're not going to Nike. We're going to ABCD. So, you know, Sonny Vaccaro ran that. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant was there. Um, Jermaine O'Neal was there. Um, um, Lester Earl, Tim Thomas, uh, Shaheen Holloway. Um, you had um, Kenyon Martin. He was there as well. Wow. So it was, you know, Kenyon Martin was my sweet mate. And, um, you know, I told him my name. You know, I say, my, you know, my name is Brian Adams. That was the name of his high school. So we hit it off, you know, uh, we hit it off right then, you know. But it was it was a lot of – it was a great talent there. And the thing is, I don't, I don't think I had the best of camp, but I had put enough work in, you know, uh, before coming to that camp uh, to where, you know, Ben Coleman ranked me as the, one of the top 20 players in the country. So – I can say to this day, you know, I was one of the best teenagers in the world. Not yeah. just America, but, you know, in the world. That's a hell of a feat, too, to have, you know. That's a, that's a great accolade to have under your belt. And, like, you know, especially with those guys, you know, every, like, of course, all basketball, like, you know, fans know that those guys that you mentioned are all guys who had, who had played in the NBA, and you were right there with them. Right. That's that's crazy. And what was your recruiting process like? Like, how many like you know did the Dukes and the North Carolinas reach out to you? Man, you know what? It came down to fit, man. Um, I think I think um, where a lot of people get things twisted is they always say school is the school, it's the school, it's the school. He should, he probably shouldn't shouldn't have went to this school, and that's where a lot of kids. It's never the school. It's the it's the system, the style of play, and the, the coach that you play for. So the guy that recruited me to Alcorn State University, man, he was one of the best recruiters in the country who ended up uh, – his name was Sam Weaver. He ended up going to Iowa State and helping them go on a Sweet 16 and Elite 8 run with Marcus Pfizer and Kevin Cato and uh, Jamal Tinsley and guys of that nature. So he never – stop recruiting me like he was on me hard I'm talking about extremely hard um you know so when it came down to my decision it was down to Alcorn State Clemson Tennessee Minnesota and Ole Miss and when I would go to these other universities um I just didn't have a great feel for what was going on and I wanted to be 
the big fish in the small pond, you know, and sometimes there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, definitely I wasn't afraid of competition or anything of that nature. I knew when I went to Alcorn, I'm going to get 30 minutes a game and, you know, and I'll be able to uh, still compete at a high level. Even going to Alcorn State, the NBA scouts knew, you know, they know in high school, if you're one of the top players in the country, they're going to follow you to college no matter oh, yeah. where you go. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Was um, you know, at the time, was the NBA ever an option? Did that ever cross your mind? Man, um, at that time, everybody wanted to go to college. And the year before, Cameron Garnett was like the first player in twenty some years to go straight out of high school. And then Kobe Bryant go, and then Jermaine O'Neal go. Um, but to be honest with you, man, back then it was. It was grown men in that league then, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, thinking, thinking uh, back at it, I think if I was coming out now or if I would have came out maybe a couple of years later, uh, for sure, probably first-round draft pick NBA. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, like you said, it became, you know, Garnett did it because I remember the turning of the tides too as well because I grew up watching Jordan in the 90s and then – um, you know, the early 2000s to the, you know, until they changed the rule, a lot of the guys were coming out of high school, just going right into, like, in the early 2000s. Right. And the thing, too, you know, had I came out in 96, man, you still got Reggie Miller in his prime, Michael Jordan in his prime, uh, Anthony Hardaway and Mitch Richmond. Those are the guys you got to go at 90 and 90 out, grown adults. Yeah, you you eighteen years old, man. That's gonna be it's gonna be tough. How you gonna sleep <laughs> knowing that you have to guard one of those guys the next night? <laughs> yeah, you know you got man. I gotta go enjoy tonight. Then the next night you got Reggie Miller, man. It's, it's yeah. gonna be tough. Yeah, you got yeah. Grant Hill too, as well as one of the players back in '96. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah Grant Hill. Yeah. Latrell Sprewell, easily. <laughs> the, list, the list goes on. <laughs> right. Right. No night off. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. That's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, it's, it's very true. It's crazy that you would, yeah, you would not have any nights off. And I, I mean, it's a good decision that you went to college and, you know, like how hard did you work going into the summer before going into college? Man, I always worked on my game and, you know, I worked extremely hard. I added more muscle. Um, just to be ready for the rigors of college. And, um, you know, you sometimes you play in two games, you know, two or three games a week. Uh just depends on the on the schedule. And, you know, guys are fast like you, tall as you, uh, strong, just as strong as you. So, and, you know, now you got to really hit the weights and prepare your body and take care of your body uh, for the collegiate level. And do you remember your first, you know, your, the first time you stepped on the court in your first game, what that feeling was like? Man, I was so, like, ready to show the world that, man, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the prize recruit, and uh, I know everybody's waiting to see me play, and, and uh, uh, I'm ready to go. First game. We play uh, IU, what is it, IUPUI out of uh, Indianapolis, uh, Indiana. Yeah. My first game, I had one point. I scored a free throw. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I was pressing. I was just, you know, I was just, everything was, 
in a hurry. I got to do this. I got to do this. You know what I'm saying? And I was just pressing. And um, but I had a good bounce back game the next game against Oklahoma State. I had 13 points. So I was like, all right, young fella, you got to settle down, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I tell, you know, even the kids now that I train, they go off to college and stuff, they'll call me and say, Coach, I didn't play that much my first game. This, that, and I was like, don't worry. I was like, you know, I was a high school All-American. I scored one point my first, uh, my first game in college. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just want to show out, and then sometimes you just try a little too hard instead of just focusing on right. what you do. <laughs> right. Oh, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. And, you know, you ended up becoming uh, freshman of the year in that conference, correct? Yes, um, that was a great, you know, accomplishment because you know uh, that let people know that man, he, you know, this 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 young guy, he could, you know, he probably is as advertised. Um, there was a lot of great players um, in that conference, man, who went on to have great professional careers as well, you know. So um, yeah, so you know, that my freshman year, I averaged eleven points, seven points a game, five rebounds a game, uh, played like twenty six, twenty seven minutes a game. So not bad for a freshman. No, definitely not. And then, so then the following year, now was it the following year you got invited to Michael Jordan's basketball camp? Uh, it was my. It was going into my junior year. Junior year is when I yeah when I got invited. No, sophomore year. I'm sorry. Sophomore year? Yeah, well, I think yeah, it was one of my yeah, my sophomore year. Yeah. And what was uh, what was it like going like how many who else got invited to this camp and what was it like? Because you ended up I started the video, you ended up playing against Michael Jordan. Man, when I got the invite, I was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it. You know, because it was his plan. You know, we talking uh, Michael Jordan that beat Utah twice prior, you know, so I saw him at 35, 36, and, um, you know, my first year I went up there, it was loaded. You're talking, uh, it was me, Sean Marion was on his way to UNLV. You had um, you had Nate James going to Duke. Uh, you had my man Dean Oliver uh, that was at Iowa. Uh, Bobby Lazar at Arizona State. You're talking about, you know, some of the best high school players that, you know, during their time, then now they transition into college. And those those games at night, man, it was it was loaded. And, you know, I was, you know, the, the small the, the small uh, school kid, uh, which I didn't have no problem with, but I had played against some of these guys already um, in high school. So, you know, uh, I got the best of some of them. Uh, in high school, so I figured, hey, ain't nothing gonna change now, you know, since we had George Camp. So, uh, and then the following year, I got invited again um, after, you know, when he hit the game winner against Utah, uh, game six. He came, you know, he was there playing with us every single night, um, you know, just, just to compete against George and, and have that as a memory, man, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, that, that second year, you had Warren Dixon, who was a first-round pick. He was there. Um, you had Lavelle Blanchard, who went to Michigan. You had Kenny Gregory from um, from Kansas. You know, so man, it was it was loaded. You know, and um, just playing against Jordan, um, I didn't realize how strong he was until he hit me in my back. 
uh, when I was trying to box him out, I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, he don't look that strong. Like, he's, like, wiry strong. Yeah. Real skinny. Uh, but he's the strongest player that I ever played against, ever. Yeah. Hands down. That's, that's crazy. Well, did he talk about yeah. trash you guys while you were playing? No. Um, actually, he was chilled. And the one thing that he did say, um, you know, guys was kind of clowning around a little bit one night. He was like, hey, look, man, uh, you know, if you guys not going to play hard, I'm going to go home. You know, you know, so guys picked it up and, um, um, you know, we, we picked it up and just continued to go at, at each other hard. But the one thing that I love, um, I will never forget, Jordan and I was on the same team one night and we lost. And um, instead of him saying, hey, I'm Michael Jordan, uh, I'm going to stay on the court, you know, somebody else, you know, uh, I, I'm taking somebody else down or whatever. No, he lost, we lost. So Mike and I went in the stands and sat and talked one on one until the next game started. That was one of the most memorable moments uh, of my basketball career, hands down. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. Like, and what do you remember? What that conversation was like? What what you guys talked about? Uh, we just talked about man. We talked about life. Uh, he was asking me about school, how school going. Uh, he remembered my college coach um, because my college coach at Bobby Knight had a, a real good relationship. So he was on the USA trials in 84 when, J- when Jordan was there. And uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, I, re- I remember him. And um, man, it was just about life. It was no starstruck moment where I'm just asking him just, you know, silly questions, you know, and stuff like that. We just talked about life and every time he saw me at camp he would talk to me and you know hey man how you doing and um uh the last day of camp um um we were getting our autographs because you know we had to wait to we would referee the kids games during the day and then we would play at night so we you know we got our autographs as well uh i'll never forget what he told me he said Man, if you continue to work on your mid-range game, he says you'll be a complete basketball player. I was like, wow. That's, I can't believe this, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, he was definitely – exactly what he told. That's crazy. That's, that's amazing because he was definitely like – I mean, every kid my generation, you know, favorite basketball player. But, you know, I can only imagine for you to have a conversation with him and for him to give you that advice and say that to you, that's, that must have been a hell of a feeling. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that I preach right now. Um, I talk a lot about, you know, the mid-range game and just being a basketball player. Like, you know, um, I think right now there's, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, in most instances. Um, analytics is kind of taking the place of a lot of things, but analytics analytics don't really paint the whole picture because I can't – I'm going with the floor of the game. If the floor of the game is telling me to take mid-range jumpers, that's what I'm going to take. If I got to take threes, I'm going to take threes. If I got to get to the rim, I'm going to get to the rim. You know, so it's just not, you know, all about hoisting up threes and, and telling me what's a bad shot, was a good shot, and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I feel like it's – I mean, I feel like now a lot of the kids, like the younger generation, they're all focused on the three-pointers too as well. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll make a three-pointer before they make a 12-foot jump shot or a 15-foot jump shot, which is insane. Yeah. You know? But, crazy. You know, yeah. but you look at the high, the, the old-school players, 
you had a lot of guys shooting high forties and in the fifty percent, you know, uh, from the field. Nowadays, these kids shooting thirty six, thirty five, thirty eight percent from the field. That means you know they're not getting layups or they're taking you know tested jumpers and you know uh, probably bad shots. Yeah. Yeah, not good shots. Yeah, I know. I noticed that a lot now, especially, you know, I think a lot of kids watch the NBA game now, how much it's focused on threes. And I think that's how a lot of kids try to style their play about. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to watch because I've I had the old school mentality of mid, mid-range jump shots. So. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I grew up in that Jordan era because I watched him play and saw how he played. And I'm sure you, you like you said, you preach it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So back to your college career. So, like, how did it feel to win the um, the SWAC, the the SWAC championship? Man, it felt great because you know now that's one of the things that I came to to Alcorn for is to get the program back on the map. And <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people don't understand. Uh, I don't think they know the history of Alcorn State basketball. Um, we were rated by. Street Smith is one of the top 100 college programs of all time. And in the late 70s, early 80s, um, you know, they, they were beating Mississippi State. And um, they were taking Georgetown and Houston to the wire when they had Patrick Ewan and Hakeem Elijah one. So a lot of history was there. And I was just part of the guys that helped get the program back on the map. And, you know, I just felt like, hey, this is why I came here. And, you know, I had accomplished, you know, one of my goals. So I ended up, you know, uh, getting my fourth ring, you know, three from high school, now one from college. So that that felt real special. That's really that that's really cool. And then what was it like playing in your first NCAA tournament game? Man, you know, it was, it was great. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet because, you know, my <clears throat> my uh, that was my junior year. And, man, I had broke my foot the first day of practice. So, you know, my playing time was all over the place. It was kind of sporadic because when I when I came back, we were rolling. You know, the coach didn't want to, uh, I guess, throw off the rotation and things of that nature, but and I was supportive. I was a great teammate. Uh, I was there, you know, to cheer my teammates on, and, you know, I got the game. I was scoring, and, um, you know, uh, we had Stanford. Uh, we, had them, <laughs> we had them right there uh, on the ropes, you know. We were down 15 and a half. Um, and came back and tied the game up with three minutes left at 55. And we ended up losing, but, you know, that moment there was great. You know, they had Mark Madsen who went on to win three championships with the Lakers, you know, in that game. You had the Collins twins, uh, you know, so it was just, man, it was it was a great time. And uh, it was in uh, Seattle in the Key Arena. Yeah, that must have been, that also must have been really cool to play there. Oh, yeah, it was awesome, man, did all the fans were going for us anyway because we were the underdog. <laughs> of course, that makes sense. I wish you guys beat Stanford because I think that's the year Stanford, Mark Matson is a uh, game winner to beat URI to go for URI to go to the Final Four. I Well, no, they lost the next game. To oh, did they? Gonzaga. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they lost to Gonzaga. I, we felt, I know Gonzaga probably watched the film like, oh, we got them. We're going we to beat them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. A, a great matchup would have been us and Gonzaga. That would have been insane. I think Gonzaga would have been a better matchup for us. Stanford was just too big. We didn't have a big. Uh, but the guard play was, you know, pretty much similar. But, 
Yeah, I think Gonzaga would have been a better matchup at the time. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's tough. That's really tough. But that's pretty cool, though. You were able to play in the Key Arena and make the NCAA tournament. And is there a moment that you know that you remember that was your favorite moment in college? Oh man, <clears throat> um, my freshman year. Once I got into the groove, um, I hit two game winners uh, against Jackson State, uh, then against Southern. Um, and then the first game I ever started as a freshman, I had 28 points and 10 rebounds. So that was memorable. Uh, of course, winning, you know, accolades and um, uh, winning, you know, championships and things of that nature. And, you know, hey, going into the Hall of Fame, you know, from my university, that was, you know, pretty much my favorite moment. Yeah, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment to be inducted to the Hall of Fame at your college. Oh, yeah, man. Um uh, it was, you know, one of the reasons, you know, like I say, well, that's not the reason why I chose to go to school there, but, you know, playing in college and people still remember, you know, what you did and, you know, what you think you're doing now. And, uh, you know, you always be remembered as one of the greatest players to ever put on a uniform at that university because so many unreal athletes <laughs> that I saw on that campus, you know, you got the, Steve McNair and the Donald Drivers of the world that played at that university, man. So yeah, we we put out some players. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's that's and you know that's pretty cool. Now I know we talked off it. Donald, did he play basketball with you guys, or was it just strictly football? Strictly football. Strictly football. I wasn't sure. Yeah, but it, but his first love was uh, his first love was uh, basketball. That's what a lot of people don't understand. That's yeah. His first love, basketball. That's- that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Um, and then, so your professional career, um, was there any NBA looks, or you know, or how did that decision to go play over in Europe come into play? Oh yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I got NBA looks. Um, I think you know, things are. I'm trying to try to put this in the right perspective. I would say. The way the scouting and things are, you know, and the opportunities now is a lot, it's a little different than, you know, when I was coming out. You know, um, you had to put up crazy numbers um, to be, you know, in that spotlight and, you know, things of that nature. But I don't have any regrets about, regrets about playing, you know, not playing in the NBA. Uh, the overseas thing, it worked well for me. And, you know, when you're growing up, definitely you don't think about playing overseas because you don't know anything about it. But just to have the opportunity to uh, play in another country and live in another country, that's that's unique in itself. And the whole world gets to see your talent that you were blessed with, you know, through God. And, and that's, I mean, it's nothing that, you know, I would change. Uh, you know, I, like I say, I, I mean, scouts too, I was at Alcorn. They were uh, looking at me there. so. Um, you know, but Europe was great, man. It was it was great playing over there. Did you have a like, you know, it must have been really cool to be in Europe because you get to travel and experience the food and the culture too while you're playing over there, which is doing something you love. Um, was there a favorite right. a moment that you had while you were over in Europe? Uh, <clears throat> playing in Portugal was great. Uh having the opportunity to even play for a championship in another country was great. We came up short. Um, you know, um, but just to play for a championship on every level, that was amazing. 
you so and you led that team to its first finals over like for the first time in 20 years which is, must have been awesome for that fan base oh the fan base over there is nuts like three thousand people had a game over there sound like 20. oh wow that's crazy you know, yeah it's, it's insane over there uh especially during playoff time it's that that must have been that that has to be a lot of fun and just experience that i know I mean, I've watched soccer games and I've watched a couple of European basketball games and they're pretty, they're pretty, they're, they sound louder than some of the NBA fans here. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they beat no drums and they're smoking their arena. There's all kind of stuff going on. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. What, you also played on an NBA free agent summer league team. What What's that? Yeah, that's the, um, if you're not on an NBA team, uh, you're still playing in the NBA Summer League, just on a free agent team. So I played in the NBA Summer League when they were having it at Long Beach uh, State uh, University in uh, California. So I was, you know, out there with the with the Lakers and uh, the Grizzlies and uh, I think it was Toronto and um, I think uh, Miami Heat, you know. So, yeah, I was, I was out there amongst uh, – all the you know other NBA players and stuff like that. I played the Drew League, so you know it was, it was, a, it was that was also a great time as well, just to showcase your talent and get ready for your next move. Yeah, that must have been that must have been really cool. Did you have any like an opportunity to speak with any NBA coaches or players while you're out there? Yeah, um, a few teams was you know watching my games and stuff like that, and worked out for a couple of teams. Uh, so you know, I definitely was still on that radar uh, once I came back from Europe. But, you know, just say I, I just didn't get a – I just didn't get a shot, you know, just maybe timing or it just, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> but it still worked <laughs> out for you in, in, in some sort of way. You know, you are able to still play Oh, football. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was – um, and then when it's all said and done, like, your, you know, your professional career, what was the decision to go into coaching? Um, man, you know what? I never thought I, that I would be a coach. Um, I just um, always kept in contact with Larry Smith, who was a former Alcorn State University player as well, who's also in the Hall of Fame at Alcorn. And um, he won two NBA titles as an assistant coach with the, with the Houston Rockets. So that's like my mentor. So uh, he gave me my first shot at coaching on the collegiate level. And the thing about it, man, when I first started coaching, man, I didn't know what the hell I was doing because <laughs> as a player, I could get out there and do a lot of things because that's, that's what I do. But now as a coach, I got to show it. I got to teach somebody else how to the proper footwork and pump fakes and jabs and stuff like that. And it was kind of difficult at first, you know, because now I got to, I got to show you how to do it. You know, and we all different, you know. So some people catch on quick, some people, you know, don't. And, you know, some people never get it, you know. But, yeah, so coaching, man, it was just a little, it was just a little little different, you know. But I I, I enjoy it. That's what I do now uh, as far as player development, you know, just work on uh, helping people achieve whatever goals they have in, uh, as far as their career is concerned. That's that, and that's cool. I like you had mentioned too. It's it's kind of tough sometimes to make that transition because you have to, you do have to take that step back and realize that like sometimes 
people don't have the same mentality or the think the same way that you do. So you have to understand them like a way to teach them the skills. So it's, it's, right. it's cool that you actually had said that. Cause I think some guys I've, I've had heard some guys say that too, as well. It's like, it's, it's a little tough of a transition from being a player to a coach. Right. Um, and so how did, what made you want to start your own um, academy? <clears throat> well, when I first came out here, um, well, no, before I came out here, um, I started like a little, uh, Brian, the Brian Adams basketball academy, uh, in my hometown. And, you know, I started training, uh, young ladies and, uh, young guys. And then I transitioned out to the Dallas Fort Worth area and I continued to do the same thing. And then, uh, Donald Driver and I, uh, Donald Driver and I linked back up. Uh, because we had seen each other 20 years, but, you know, he always hung around uh, the basketball team at Allcorn, and, you know, we always had a, a, a cool, genuine relationship, and, you know, man, we like brothers, man. Um, so now, you know, we're doing something very unique and special at the Driven Elite um, um, Academy, helping uh, fitness as well. You know, he, he built something very special out here um, that, provides a platform for everyone, kids, adults, and, you know, I just do the basketball side of it, and, um, you know, he's very supportive, and, you know, he's behind me a thousand percent, you know, like I said, we like, we like brothers, and we have a lot of special things on the way, you know, for the 2020 uh, year. That's, that's really exciting, that's, that's so cool that you guys were able to keep in touch all those years, um, and for folks who don't know, the listeners, Donald Driver is a, a uh, NFL legend, a wide receiver who played for Green Bay um, back in the the '90s and 2000s. Um, but that's really cool that you guys are are really close and you were able to create this like you know this academy and you know you train kids and that that's awesome. Yeah, man, that boy uh, driver he can hoop too. You know, like <laughs> I tell people all the time. Man, um, my freshman year, he was already at Alcorn, and I used to go in the in the old gym, and I see this guy throw, throwing the ball up, catching in one hand windmill, two hand windmill. I was like, man, who is this? <laughs> He's like, man, he on the football team. I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, you know, he had a chance to. Uh, well, he had made the Olympics, you know, and you know, but he just chose to, you know, for high jump, but he, you know, he chose the football route, but. Um, great guy you know a lot of people everybody know that you know just great person to be around great person to work with and uh you know he just uh just great to work with and man, we, we we make a great team man you know we like jordan and pippen you know i don't know who well, he's jordan you know i i, I take me and scotty pippen but, <laughs> <never heard> of <laughs> right yeah we, we both we both gonna be uh undefeated in the finals we're gonna be six and oh that's that's absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we got a lot of great things going um as far as the program is concerned right now and then, you know, like I say, twenty twenty, you know, we we definitely gonna have some amazing things uh, coming up. That's that's awesome. I'm excited to hear them and um have to keep up with it and feel free to share it with me and I'll definitely promote it as well too. I appreciate it. Of course, of course, and you know, I we might have to, I might have to ask you to try to get Donald Driver on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Uh, you know, like I say, he's a great guy, man. He's not one of those uh, 
prima donna uh, athletes and things of that nature that, that you know, that big time everybody and stuff. So, yeah. That, that'd be cool. Um, I had two more questions for you, and then, then we'll definitely, we'll wrap it up. Um, I want to, okay. want to ask you, so for the listeners out there, definitely check this out. It's Legends of the Sip on YouTube. Um, how did you come up with the idea to create this, this show on YouTube? Um, man, we always have these barbershop talks like who this, who the best this, who the best that. And I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to get my film guy and we just going to sit down. I'm going to take the 1990. I'm going to start out with guys that I know that I went through the fire with and had to compete against. I'm going to take the 1996 first team all state team and we going we going to get it started. And I did not know it would get the reviews that it did. You know, it was a great, uh, it was a great event, you know, and a lot of people liked it. And man, it's so much, you know, to to the people out there that's listening, like it's so much talent that have come out of the state of Mississippi. It's, it's man, it's unreal. Like <clears throat> you take Gerard Warren, who you had on your show, man, he easily could have went uh, to the NBA out of high school. You got, Chris Jackson, who's now Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, you got who end up he played at LSU, Gerard Ward, Michigan. You got um, Latirial Green, who's the all-time lead scorer at the University of Georgia. Um, you know, you got Monte Ellis, you got Mo Williams, you got Antonio McDice, you got Eric Dampier, uh, man Al Jefferson. I mean, bro, the list uh, is come on. I take I'll take the best 15 guys to ever come out of Mississippi and go play against anybody, any state, <laughs> anywhere. And I'm, 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 being, I'm being sincere, man. You know, and, and, and I haven't even gotten to Devin Booker. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, Devin Booker was amazing. His dad was amazing, you know. And um, um, and to make a long story short, um, Murrah High School – has probably put out the most NBA players um, out of all the schools, right? So on one roster, they had Othello Harrington, who played for the Knicks. He went to Georgetown, okay? Now, these Mississippi players now going to Georgetown. You had Ronnie Henderson on that team who went to LSU. He was a McDonald's All-American. Othello was a McDonald's All-American. You had Jesse Pate who probably was uh, – some people say he was the best player on their team. He went to Arkansas. You had Sam Funches that was a freshman on their team. He went to UConn. You yeah, had Josiah Darby who went to Ole Miss. So they had three guys on one team that averaged 30 points a game, and there's only 32 minutes a game uh, in high school. It was, that's the greatest high school team i ever seen in my life, ever. That's crazy. That sounds like a really good team. <laughs> that sounds like a crazy team. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like I said, I, I can't even – I'll be all day talking about the players that I've seen come out of the, um, the state of Mississippi. and that That's just guys from my era. I mean, you had Purvis Short, who played for the Golden State Warriors, who averaged 28 points a game one yeah, season with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, yeah, man, uh, check out Legends of the Ship. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's going to bring back a lot of memories. And, you know, I I have my own little documentary coming out in 2020 about, you know, myself and my career and 
you know, people get a chance to see some unseen footage. That's 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 awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, for everyone that's listening out there, the Legends of the Sip is um, it reminds me of Open Court on NBA TV, and you know, even though you, I didn't witness it, I felt like I know like the guys just because of the way you guys talk about it. It sounds like we're good, right? It was super descriptive, I, and that's awesome that you're doing your own docu series. Do you have a, a name for it already, or? Not yet. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what uh, what I'll probably call it yet, but. I know the one that I created for Legends of the Sip. That was a real catchy name, man. Uh, you know, that was that was very catchy. So that was uh, that was awesome. That's an awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm a producer now. I went from basketball player to to uh, YouTube producer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, and the, and the quality's good. Everything's really good about it. Yeah. Oh man! Ed. All right. So, final question: um, Are you a football fan, and do you have a favorite team? Man, I love football. Um, my dad is from Oakland, California, so I am a Oakland Raiders diehard fan. And um, to all the people out there that's listening, we're three and four right now. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, would you? Maybe we'll be four and four when you. Uh, release this <laughs> but um i think the second half of the season i see us losing maybe two more games if that really uh our, our schedule is real friendly in the second half we had five straight road games in the nfl which is unheard of like that's severe punishment but we're going to overcome that and um i think we're going to make a push for the playoffs, and if we get in the playoffs, I got one request, All right. and that's I want the New England Patriots in New England in the snow <laughs> to uh, to make up for that tuck rule. You know, we we still have forgot about that tuck rule. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> so, I know you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have not forgot about that tuck rule, man. And that's what I want: Tom Brady in the snow. All right. Well, hopefully you do get that. Hopefully that does happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's awesome. I'm like, so I'm a fan of the team across the bay. I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan. Oh, you ate it all right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're feeling, we're feeling good right now. That's <laughs> hey, the, the, best, the best player ever from Mississippi. Jerry Rice. Oh, yeah, that's, that's There's another guy that's a legend of the SIP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my legend God. Legend of the SIP. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you guys do produce some really good athletes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Unbelievable, man. That's awesome. Well, Brian, I can't thank you enough for your time, and I'm glad we're able to do this, and we'll definitely have to do it again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, any anytime, and you're always a guest, and so we'll figure some time, and then um, I'll be in touch. All right. I greatly appreciate you, man. And thanks uh, once again for having me on. Of course. And I appreciate you too. And I hope you have a good rest of your night. All right. Thank you.